This is HMS All Access. Welcome to another episode of HMS All Access, your backstage pass to Holmberg's morning sickness. I'm your host, Charlie Wolf. And on this week's episode, we talk about urinals, old-time prices, real estate, and of course, we've got the second half and the conclusion to the Breaking Brady interview from last week. You'll figure out what happens to all those foster kids as we get calls from Torp, Bunny, and Brady's brother, Tom. Remember, if you want to contact the show or if you have any questions, you can send them to charlie at 98kupd.com. Get your questions answered by the guys on the podcast. But without wasting any more time, let's get right down to it. Previously on Breaking Brady. Walter was the first uh, uh, foster kid that we had. Mm -hmm. He was the one that told the story that uh, got into the model glue. He he sniffed the model glue. Oh, my God. And we went out to dinner, came back, and there's Walt on the third story roof of the house. Dave just kept you in a pile of food so you didn't see the fucking dysfunctional nightmare. I told him we hear from Mary Jane. Are you guys here from Mary Jane? Mary Jane, it turned out good. Yeah, I think she's fine. But what about um, Enos? What about- he ended up in prison. Why did Enos go to prison? What else did Walter do while in the Bogan household? And why doesn't Brady remember all this? Find out now on Breaking Brady. He ended up in prison. Enos did? Enos yeah. Larry. What did he do? I think he stabbed somebody. I'm, I'm not sure. But he said, <laughs> he said violent. Yeah. How many people do you think that were just went haywire afterwards that you thought were okay? That we had that went haywire? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think really any of them well, went Well, Enos haywire. stabbed the guy. We, I mean, the ones that we were that were bad, we knew were going to go haywire. Oh. Now, we had, we had two or three uh, unwed mothers, too. Who is your favorite? Guillermo? Uh, that group? Oh, Guillermo, yes, definitely, yeah. Uh-huh. Who's his least favorite? Probably the guy from uh, Pakistan. Or, or Bangladesh, Samad? Oh, Bangladesh, Bangladesh, that was it. Yeah, yeah he smoked in the room all the time. Did he ever well, want to kick him out? The thing is, he never came down to dinner with us. Oh, that's take right. He food up the room for him. Tell Samad that. was just not personable. He just you was, just tell him, you're not eating unless you do it She did. Oh. She did after day two. She said, listen, no, we eat dinner serving. at six o'clock. Yeah. You come down. If not, you're on your own. Yeah. And so she bought him TV dinners, and he would go in, and he didn't know how it worked. He would just take the chicken out of the little corner, yeah. and that was dinner. Perfect. So a TV dinner would last a week. Oh. One TV dinner. Sounds insane. He stayed in contact with a decent amount of them. Well, not too much. Well, probably... Uh, More the foster side of it than the exchange. Yeah. So was uh, Bunny was B- Bunny behind this more than anything? Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, it was Catholic social service. You want to know on that. on the foster, but the foreign exchange deal. What did you guys oh, think? Well, did that you... was about fifty fifty, but I think she was more behind it than I was. Well, you did. Did you guys decide to do that because you wanted us to learn um, from the other cultures, or you and you as well? I thought it would be good. Yeah, I thought. It, yeah. I love that. So that's pretty good. Uh, that, that's good, Torp. Thanks, Torp. Thanks, Torp. All right, Torp. I'll call you later. He did not sound like any of that was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was not a man. Come on. That was, please, that was not a man saying, oh, time of my life. Loved every second. Every, no, uh, Enos stabbed someone. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then you ask the next I question. about that. Then the next question is, uh, you know, did anyone go haywire? No, I don't think any of them went too sad. Well, Enos stabbed a guy. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he Well, they had some rocky times, John. Which His success it? story was Gloria, the lady who ran away the, twice. The night walker? Ended up in jail. <laughs> yeah, and the then a prostitute. Walker. The street walker. And now, quote, <laughs> runs the prison for girls. My a warden. She's a warden, John. That's success. That's 
status. He's still in prison is what I heard. This is where the rose-colored glasses, this is where I'm trying to, I don't want to ruin your world, but you don't hear what's being said. Did we help anyone? Oh, yeah, no, sure. I mean, like, who is the best? Gloria? Gloria was there. Gloria. She, <laughs> she's good. She uh, ran away. From our house? Yeah, from our house and ended up in a reform school. She ran away from that. <laughs> and then uh, she was a streetwalker. This is his example of the most successful one. When asked, which one did we do the most for? The hooker. The hooker. That I, wasn't a hooker in our uh, house. She again, we're asking one. an 83-year-old man to recall. I know. And he's he seems like he did a pretty good job. A fucking whip. He the did. man recalled details. And then flowered him up a little to make it seem not so bad. Torp's eighty three, but he's got a great, he's got a really good Torp memory. I is think. not like he's stumbling he, around he does, with those memories. But I also think, I mean, I think he's right. Now? Yeah, I'm just curious about her side of that. <laughs> okay, Bunya. Yeah, we're doing a live podcast right now. It's Charlie, John, and I. Uh, we start. It started on Monday. The discussion about the foreign exchange program being a foster home, and one of the questions is. How many keep in touch with you? Um, let's see. How many keep in touch? Um, just two. Mary Jane and Walter once in a while. Okay. So he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> see? So so Walter has not recovered. He's, still, he's a wreck. No. No, he's a wreck. Yes. Oh, my God. Did we, do there. you feel That's like we end. help them out? We help them out at a time in their life. But did we change their life? No. Maybe Mary Jane. It's a tall order. thing was, at the time we did it, fosters weren't allowed, supposed to adopt. They discouraged that, which was stupid. Yeah. But remember, Larry used to say, my name's Larry, call me Bogan. Oh, he did. I'm so sorry for him. Yes. Well, I remember when Enos lost his penis on Venus <laughs> and later on. Dad that told, was Larry. That was Larry. I know. He changed his name to Enos. No, I thought he went the other way around. He he didn't want to be called Enos. He wanted to be called Larry. That's right. Well, I didn't think. I thought these kids are going to make fun of him, and the kids are in anyway. Well, they, they found a way because I, I must have. Uh, Brady helped you out. You told, Brady. You must have told. How long after Walt uh, sniffed the glue and was on the roof of the house, how long did he stay with us after that? Well, for a while, then don't you remember we get a call in the middle of the night and it's the campus police and they caught somebody on the oval with our car. And so we said, well, do we have to come pick it up? Can we come pick it up in the morning? They said, yes. And then about five minutes later, the phone rings and they said, the person that stole your car says he lives with you. (laughs) (laughs) We were so stupid, we didn't even... Think to check Walt's bed. <laughs> How much glue was in that house? I, I've got to go. The ladies are waiting. They also said you had affairs with some of these That's guys. True. That is no, true. we did it. slept with Samat. There's no doubt. I'll right. again. I'll tell you all about it. I'll call okay. you later, Gibbs. Bye. Samat sends his best. You know my favorite part of this whole thing is, Charlie? Brady is recounting lost memories because mm-hmm. he's claiming he's young. You know, it's all lost on me. I was a kid. I'm not sure the details of Walt. I'm not sure how this happened. But Hungry Henry's had a tot special for four ninety nine, <laughs> And I remember the night we fucking went. You've already went. forgotten. It's Hungry Herman's. I, uh, yeah. You know the oh details of the evening down to what you ate. But you don't remember don't. high I'm, guy on the roof and how long he stuck around. I honestly don't remember that. You, right, am, you said we went to Hungry Henry's. Hungry Herman's. Oh, I didn't go there. 
you said Hungry Herman's. We went Hungry Herman's. It was great. You remembered where the family went and left Walt at home. To me, the scarring moment from age four until 18 about, if I went to dinner with my family and came back <laughs> to a drug-addicted, glue-sniffing lunatic on the roof, I'd remember that first. Every detail of that burns into me. And you, then he went on to steal your car. Yeah, you, you don't remember that. He took the side of the garage out, too, you another time with the car. the Todd's oh, Hungry this, Herman's. This cost us some dough. You remember probably Hungry Herman's phone number. You do not remember the details of the drug addicted six one four four eight six. No, I don't know though. The lunatic on your roof. Sketchy. Not real sure if that burned in. Hungry Herman's had great tots, and that's where we went that night. That Walt stood on our roof high. Probably the first time he ever did it. Not sure. Details are sketchy. You're I understand oh what you're God. saying, John. Oh, my God. As a kid, which would you rather remember? It doesn't matter what I'd rather remember. It's what I remember. I, there's plenty of things I'd rather not remember, but they're burned in. But, and one, But I honestly did not see Walt on the roof. It doesn't matter. You know I mean, he was I, I on just the roof, know, right? I, and I found out about that um, a little you bit later. You were oblivious to the world around you because you were sheltered. From the bad by by food, hungry Hermans and mom and dad not telling you the full details. Now, I'm, like, ge- all I'm, stuff. I'm just taking a guess. They we went to hungry have told, okay, I think they wouldn't to have dinner. told you. That came out of you really fast. I you knew, knew because I knew <laughs> you, you would love the fact. No, that no, no, no. You knew no, that you God. went to hungry Hermans that night. Came home and what was on the roof. You're choosing to say I never saw it. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but you were I kind know. of blocking. You're blocking. The good happened. This is where the rose-colored glasses thing comes. You remember all the positives of that night. Family dinner, hungry Herman's, delicious tots, drug-addicted roommate on the roof. Uh, I don't know who's going to remember the details of something like that. That's silly. I remember we we took my drug-addicted cousin in to help him out for like, Who are you a, calling now? For like a month, Amy. Tommy. Okay. Tommy. Um, I got about five minutes. All right. That's all we need. Um, we're podcasting right now. It's me, Charlie, and John. And they've been, uh, we've been talking about the uh, foster program that we were in growing up and the story of Walter. Um, yeah, the glue sniffing. <laughs> there it is. Well, listen, there no, it is. No, no, no. I know, but I'm, I'm but getting it, to the specific story. Right. But you remember I the told, food place. Now, did, uh, now, let's see if you remember it. But didn't we go to dinner? And I, I immediately said we went to Hungry Herman's and we were coming back. From Hungry Herman's, and that's where Walt was on the roof of the house? Yeah, yes, yeah, so on the garage. Tom, let me ask you this. Yeah. Of, of, yes. of being a young man with a guy sniffing glue and standing on your roof, would you <laughs> would you first remember that or where you had dinner? Because your brother remembered Hungry Herman's and the details of the drug addict were sketchy. <laughs> well, they did have good tater tots. <laughs> oh, there it is. The tater tots. Good night. They are good. They're so good. That's that amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. Were you scarred? Were you scarred? Um, I mean, you were older than I. They, they, they would come back to the house, and he, he could smell it. I mean, he had that beat up, that like old board. Oh, I, I remember the smell, and I remember we had to hide the model glue. I remember he used to listen to Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. Wow. What goes up? <laughs> we do have some film of, he tried to film like, it was an Ohio State football game, but he had like the TV, it's really, it's not very good. Yeah. Quality, but, Rex but yeah, Kern back had, in the we shotgun. Had, we had a, a pregnant teen, and then we had a glue-sniffing teen, and then they decided to go younger than us, rather than having these bad role models. <laughs> but were you ever afraid of Walt or any I, of them? No, I was just, I was not afraid, but just, just freaked you out because he's like, 
bad. I mean, you get that smell, you just, it just gave you a queasy feeling, you know. I wasn't, like, fearing for my life. It just, like, just made you very uncomfortable. This is incredible. So, Char- it blows Charlie's mind. I know. Well, but, the big question was whether or not these kids went on to better lives. Productive. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they had, you, you well, took them out of a so. bad Gloria, situation. Gloria, I think, well, you have that funny, but Gloria did okay. Yeah, that's what Dad she's said. The she's the one that went to jail, though, right? Dad said she used to be a streetwalker, you know. And then, <laughs> who is the who is your least favorite on the foreign exchange? Uh, so I, the guy from Egypt. He was like a real prince. Bangladesh. <laughs> Samad. Bird <laughs> remembers that guy. He must have had good food. Samad was a smokestack. Was, no, oh, no. I remember the smoking guy, but there was one that just funny would try to cook him. You know, he wanted his own meal. That was Samad. Yeah. Mod. Yeah, that was, he was the one. He, was he had multiple wives. Um, Guillermo was our favorite. And then he, he had a sister or somebody that went to Arkansas his, with us one year. His uh, fiance, oh, Renee. It was our fiance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Man. All right. All right well, I got, I'm in the middle of grading AP biology exams with 600 of my closest right. friends in Kansas City. All right. Stay off the we'll kids. I'm going to listen to you tomorrow morning uh, before okay. we work. All right. All right. Bye, Thanks, Tom. Tom. That's just uh, an incredible, incredible situation. Yeah. Like, you don't hear that from no. anyone. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible fucking disaster. <laughs> Should I feel ashamed? How, you know, I no. don't think ashamed. I think just enlightened. No. Enlightened to it the idea. It is enlightening. That this, I love to hear yeah. that. And I, I it doesn't, yeah. like, I don't know. You know, you can only do, well, the the sad thing about it is, is you, you can provide a home for these people or whatever. And you try mm-hmm. to, you try to help them. But it does come down to that individual, you know, hopefully they get in that guidance but a lot of times when they leave like lisa for example had to go back to this i think a worse situation definitely yeah well back in west virginia yeah and and then she runs away from that we can't do anything about it she meets a guy that basically pimps her out he takes her down to florida and she man crazy bunny said that i mean larry wanted he was the guy that you know enos lost his penis on venus on venus uh, but Larry, he told people that he to call him Bogan and stuff. Like he yeah. wanted you. Do you guys oh, think yeah. if you would have adopted him, he wouldn't have stabbed that guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's worst, a good question. Worst exit interview question ever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if you would have done your job a little bit better, that man wouldn't have killed someone? You know what? I, 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 I think the fact, I think the that, fact we allowed him to take the Bogan name and then we took it away from him. Yeah, I think I, that's where the anger came from. Homicidal maniac. Bunny said, Bunny said that he wasn't allowed. They weren't. You guys weren't allowed to adopt, or it right. was frowned upon for foster families to adopt. So, like, they couldn't really adopt him. But it's you, just such that. a terrible hindsight <laughs> moment. Do you think if you'd have done more, we wouldn't have stabbed that man? I, got, I gotta say yes. I gotta say yeah. probably. Probably if he could have taken step. the name, he wouldn't have stabbed him. Yeah. a step. Oh man. HMS All Access Podcast One. Old people lie about everything. That's true. They lie about everything. Why, in my day, you could buy a house for three cents. No, that never happened. I remember uh, my ex-wife's, my ex-wife's uh, grandparents were sitting at the house, and he's like, You got a new house there, huh? I'm like, yeah, I sure do. So how much did you pay? And I told him, and he goes, Geez, you know how much my house is? No, he's in Ventura, California. He's on a hill. You can see the ocean. We bought this house in 1939. I'm like, here we go. For $12. I'm like, you did not. That didn't happen. You did not. You did not. $12. Let him go. Not pay $12 for this house. 
I don't think you lied. I just think you don't. He just didn't know anymore. And he he remember. remembered there was a 12. Got a couple of zeros. Like 12,000? Okay. In 1930, maybe a house overlooking the ocean was 12 grand. Just neck F him and 12. I did. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I was putting post it notes on everything in his house I wanted. Can you leave me that house? On his last legs. <laughs> and it's all going to my daughter. She's not going to appreciate it like I was. I'll sell that for $24. I'll double your money. You'll do what? I'll buy it from you right now. Tell you what. I got 36 bucks in my pocket because I'm a bajillionaire. I can buy four or five of these houses, boy. Yeah, it was just... They, they lie about it. Well, we, we used to get a full cow for a penny. No, you didn't. Never happened. You got kind of riled up about the old-time prices and, like, you oh, know, yeah, you are saying that your ex-wife's father said something about... Grandfather. Or grandfather, yeah, like, Jack. he bought his house for $12. Like, that's what, insane. What'd you, but, buy, what'd you buy your house for? And he was doing it to piss me off. Like, it was, it was a passive-aggressive conversation. We just purchased a house. Oh, congratulations, get you a house. Sure did, Jack. It's not great. Uh, what did you end up paying, if you don't mind me asking? And I told him it was... Wow, that's a lot. What's that a month? And I tell him that. You know how much I got this place for? I'm like, I don't know. $12. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Your $12 story is bullshit. And I, you didn't buy this house for 12 bucks, Jack. And then I, oh, yeah, no, that day you could get a couple houses for under 20 bucks. That's a lie. You guys are just trying to make your generation sound better than it is. He's a dick, old man. <laughs> and then he'd tell me something. Like, I was a boy. I went to that Coke. It was a buck 25. But as a boy, sodas used to be three tenths of a cent. <laughs> that's no such, that's not a thing. They used to print out half pennies. What? Well, who the fuck would make a point oh 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 five valued thing? <laughs> it was half, half penny. You give half penny, you get a half a half a penny back. Bullshit. Well, there were things that were a lot cheaper back then. Much cheaper. And I understand inflation's a thing, but they, they exaggerate it. Cars used to be like $80. Jack, I bought my first 1934 Ford pickup truck for eleven fifty. $1,100? No, no, $11.50. 11.5 bits. Oh, go eat a dick, old man. You never bought a car <laughs> for 11 bucks. Oh, I hate you so much, old man. So they, they exaggerate it because then I go back and look at cars, and yeah, at first they were like five $600. But this old man that I'm talking about, Jack, everything he pointed out that I had, he had something he bought for a bug carcass and a shoelace. <laughs> Either he was the master of trade or he's the biggest liar I've ever met in my life. Because like, hey, this table is oak. It's a nice table. Yeah. And my neighbor built it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we fucking go. How much, Jack? Well, he did it because I uh, had done some lawn work for him. You know how much that table's worth? I don't know. What? $82,000. Is that right? I got it for two buttons and a small piece of yarn that did not occur. That's the way it used to work. No, never worked that way. It was um, a better world when you could buy things with a pencil lead yeah. and a, you know, your wife's button. <laughs> Trade you animal carcasses had, uh, yeah. for houses. I got two pelts of raccoons that were in my garbage and it bought me this 48,000 square foot house. <laughs> two rabbit pelts. Raccoon. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, old people. Money, I got no time for them. Now, and then but, you talk to like real old people and are like, it was never that great. So first off, the 12, if he, if it was true, he was making $16 a year. Well, things were shittier back then too. Oh, so garbage. Like you were yeah, well, they garbage didn't expect stuff. him to die. You couldn't get a 30 year loan back then. Life expectancy was 48. Who's going to hand out 30 year loans? They had to keep right. shit cheap. Now they're going to be 90. It's like, fuck it, give him 30. He'll pay back in 30. He's going to never pay it anyway. It's a great system. We, we, we mucked up our own. And it's that fucking generation that did it. They used to be the ones never take a loan, never do anything. And then all of a sudden they got wise and said, these dumb kids. 
we can loan them all the money we've been saving by trading buttons and then uh, make them pay it back over time. And we sucked up. HMS All Access Podcast uh, I am no longer going to ever wear open-toed footwear ever again. I'm done with the flip-flops and the... Ever? Ever again. Because at a casino, I uh, was urinating and a guy grabbed the one right next to me. Splash. I couldn't tell who was hitting my feet, me or him. You got the golden... I, I couldn't tell. But it's I, good for your feet, though. I hear mine is. I understand it's just your own urine. It's good for oh, having another guy any urine. Mm, I'm not so sure Ask, about that. Uh, who's got the Ford? golden petty shower? Uh, Philippe Alou. Oh, Moises, Moises Alou. Alou. Yeah. The whole Alou family used to piss on each other. So I've decided... I went out and bought all new shoes this weekend. I got new tennis shoes. I'm going to go full tennis shoes. Cover these feet up forever because that was... Just I, weird. It just felt weird. I'm like, maybe you know, because that rule in um, yeah. on movie when I would go the to movies, movies, no open toe shoes. I found the same thing at movie yeah. theaters. Well, they they usually cram those urinals in tight, and if you get a guy who's not afraid of the urinal next to you thing, the splashback was. Uh, sometimes you'll pee in a urinal as a guy, and you might have a little extra flow you didn't expect, and sure, and have a little tiny verga. I call it. It's the mistrain. <laughs> it doesn't make it all the way to the ground, but you can feel it maybe on your thighs and your calves. Down to your feet. Rarely all the way to the feet. But sometimes, we all have to admit as guys, the urinal will uh, splash back. Oh, yeah. But when a guy next to you does it, and you're like, I wasn't feeling a splash before he started going, I think that's his. We've uh, talked about this before in the past, but uh, you're cutting off the open-toe shoes. Yeah, they're done. They're you're gone. some splash back from the urinals. I never, ever use the urinal in our building. The urinals are a tough one to avoid, but uh, yeah, uh, now with the shoes on, I feel better. I feel better because if it hits the top of my shoes, I don't know it. We've been talking about it. I've been peeing away from the urinal, too, because now I look at the floor, and it's just Gross. a smattering of piss. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't do Charlie's it. So right. I go to the toilet every time. Yeah, I'm just like, too. look, I can still stand and pee in this. Yeah. And, like, yeah. there's I'm no with you. problem. I, I can't Especially do Especially the handicapped toilet. Oh, yeah. I love the handicapped toilet. And I can back up. Yeah. Like, you shoot range. A, yeah, you can, yeah, you can. We should put lines on the thing, three point line, and yeah. go in and then tr- chase it in. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like that's a good look, idea. I know for sure. I think I got a strong, a strong stream. You got a good too, flow, you're young man. It, like it hits and it, it pushes back. So yeah, I, I like. Being, I was in the handicapped bathroom one time at the mall, and a handicapped came in. Okay. And uh, well, it was, <laughs> the, the better one, the better <laughs> one was. Well, then I just stopped. I just clenched and left. But the better one was the same mall. I was peeing in a, uh, a urinal. There was a, st- a normal person stall and then the big handicap stall. Mm-hmm. And my friend Brian Rendall had to pee, and he went into the handicap stall, and he started to go, and a handicap came in oh, no. again. And I'm like, this has happened to me. I clinched, I clinched and ran and left dribbles all over my pants. <laughs> Brian's standing there, and I hear him go, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and then Brian, the guy's just this handicapped is just standing in the back of the giant stall not doing anything. Yeah. And he's like, what, do you want to cross streams? Get out of here, man. <laughs> I just started laughing so hard. And Brian said, what's he doing in there? What's I'm like, it's his stall. Yeah. He owns that giant stall. Him. It's for him. That's what all the room is about, to park your chair. But I use the handicap stall all the time. Do light jogging. Spacious. That's huge. Do some activities. Kicking. Um, I've decided, though, like, because I am a millennial, mm-hmm. everybody's taking a stance on something and, like, That's protesting. Yours. I'm boycotting urinals and yeah. protesting urinals. I'm done I with them. I hate urinals. I don't like short guy urinals either, the ones that set lower on the wall. Oh, those are the kid ones. Yeah. Are those for kids or just short I, men? I always thought they were kids. I thought those were for your uncle. Why are they here? <laughs> for my uncle. I, I, why are they in the, our building? I don't know. I always thought those were kids' urinals, though. Huh. I think okay. it's just for shorter dudes who don't want to piss all over their midsection. 
But yeah, I just the urinal thing. Like I always worry the urinal doesn't bother me as much as multiple urinals in a row, no dividers or the trough, which I still never understood being a thing. And then the guy who doesn't have etiquette of understanding there's at least a two urinal yeah. gap between us, and he'll stand one or close to me, or when it's packed full, I'll wait. I'm not going to climb into that single opening. I'll just now I'll, I'll clinch up and wait this out. Yeah. It's brutal. But I'm done. Like I'm boycotting. Yeah. Like well, this is my millennial stance. It's that a I'm good taking. move. Hashtag no more urinals. Hashtag no more urinals. I'm, I'm done with yeah. it. It's I just like gross. That. I like that. Good for you, Charlie. I hope yeah. it all works out. You're listening to HNS All Accents on Podcast One. It's funny because I feel like the older you get, the more interested in real estate you get. Oh, politics, real estate, and fucking stocks. <laughs> it's, it just happens to you, too. I'm like, real estate is an interesting endeavor. What yeah. the fuck? Who am I? I was drunk two days ago with a dude I called Shrubby. <laughs> Since I've known him since 18. Me and Shrubby were drunk. Well, real estate, it's, well, I'll consider that. I'll talk to my broker at Evergreen. I just have never, like, it's never been a thing. No, it's, it Where I've been like, I, oh, I'm interested. And Charlie, now I've never been more interested for some reason. I can't tell you when or how or why, but it happens. You beca- And you know what? And then you'll start saying things like, when you get a house, yeah. you, you'd say things your dad says. Every man's dream to have a little piece of land. But what the <laughs> fuck? Did that just fall out of my mouth? Well, you enjoy yeah. watching the uh, HGTV, HGTV shows, too. Addicted to it. We've yeah. been watching uh, Fixer Upper Fixer a lot, great. which is hilarious. Um, yeah, great shit. One thing that I don't get about that show, though, is, and I always think this, is like, we've watched like six episodes out of the first season. And I've seen random ones, too. I feel like there's only been one episode I can remember where they built something where, like, a room that had a TV in it. They like, never I feel put like TVs everything, the yeah, decoration. there's no TVs. Something about like decorators they never built a room for act TVs. like televisions don't exist. Yeah. It's infuriating. Watch Tiny House. Oh, God, no. And then they no. slap that TV two feet from the fucking <laughs> shit couch they've got in that three-foot aquarium. These dunkheads are going to fuck. Ah, those cocksucking Tiny House people. <laughs> and then, but they sit down and they're like, this will be great for when we entertain. Nobody's coming to your fucking yeah. Tiny House. It's not happening. Nobody's ever coming over. Ever, 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 ever in their lives are going to go, you know, you go to Todd and Janet's house and stand in that fucking shoebox they live in <laughs> and pretend like everything's normal. Get a condo. That's what I also love about the HGTV. When they look at houses, they always announce what each room is going to be good for. Oh, yeah. I can see myself having a cup of coffee here in the kitchen mm-hmm. and like looking out at the view. But they don't walk by the bathroom and the guy says, I could see myself holding the iPad up, jacking off. I can see this room's for that. No one ever says anything that really happens in the house. Oh, yeah. I can really see having diarrhea and crawling through to this bathroom, being very comfortable. And this tile, there's enough room for me to lay down when I've got the shits. Well, what drives me nuts is when they walk into, during Fixer Upper, when they walk through the, the houses yeah. and they're like, Oh, I really don't like that. That's it's a fixer upper. The show yeah. is that you're not going to buy this. Like, I, really, I don't know if I can get yeah. over these walls. I really don't like that ba- black bathtub. Yeah. That's going to be gone. Right. It's it's you going know, to Jonathan, be redone. We're John and Drew, the property brothers. You're on HGTV's. Pro- Why do you think these cameras are following us? <laughs> what the fuck do you think is happening? Yeah. I know it's a documentary about whales. The fuck is wrong with you people? Of course they're going <laughs> to take you to a house that's going to be remodeled. I talked to my contractors doing a remodel on my house right now, in addition. And I'm like, do you watch the HGTV? And his face just got real fucking, <laughs> he got real like like anger from inside out. And oh, see a little fire in his head. And I'm like, what? Those fucking shows ruin it for us. I'm like, why? He goes, because Chip and Joanna Gaines mm-hmm. will remodel an entire home for $60,000. Yeah. And furnish it. So I come in as a normal guy and people want a new kitchen and bathroom and stuff. And Chip and Joanna will do two bathrooms and a kitchen and the family room at 60 grand. And I'm like, and then I give them their quote at the end. And it's like 130 oh, no. grand because yeah. they're building in Waco, which is shit. So everybody's like, oh, 
I saw on HGTV that they did it for eighty thousand. They rebuilt thirty eight hundred <laughs> square feet. I'm asking right. for for a thousand square foot kitchen. Like your kitchen is sixty thousand bucks. You're insane with your prices. <laughs> and, they, and I get these people who watch HGTV and think that's how the pricing works, and it doesn't. Yeah, I like when people get mad because it's like they remodeled and then they sold it. I don't live in a shitty neighborhood. <laughs> Jim and Joanna said this house is worth $200,000 now, and I just bought it for 13000 bucks. I'm moving. They'll show you the equity that they like yeah. uh, on the house that they just remodeled, and it's like, oh, my God, they just yeah. made seventy grand on <laughs> right. that. Like, yeah. uh, sell it. And keep in mind, these are people whose budget for the house is $140,000. Right. They bought a $20,000 house. You just gave them seventy grand. they are like, not well. for nothing, honey, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of this shitbox yeah. neighborhood and this really great house that Jim and Joanna just did. And then they got mad. Like, you can't sell them right away. Fuck you, says who? What country is this? I'm doing what I want. You shouldn't have designed it so good. But watch tonight. Any of those shows, House Hunters International, Fixer Upper, Property Brothers, all of them, when they show the people their home, the first thing they do is find the room they're going to have wine in. And then the more, I can see they're having our breakfast here. Yeah. It's the fucking breakfast nook. Of course you can see yourself. I really see the kids here. Right. You're bringing them with? Yeah. I'm, you're going to see the kids all over this fucking house. I really see them enjoying this room. Wow. Uh, do you see him fighting? Because that's going to happen more often. <laughs> right. Piece of shit. That's it for this week's episode. The guys will be off air next week. They are on vacation, but do not worry. I've got you covered. There will be a brand new HMS All Access episode next week, so you'll be able to get your HMS fix. Uh, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you use to get the podcast. We really appreciate the input. And if you've got questions, comments, whatever, just send them my way, charlie at 98kupd.com, and I'll get those taken care of. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to HMS All Access on Podcast One.